everybody, and welcome to another episode of Money Lab. I'm your host, Matt. Revolutions was the best Matrix Givenisi, and today we're talking about working from home in isolation and trying to keep a good work schedule when no one is pushing you. So, uh, today, joining me on the show is my favorite person in the whole world. She runs a site called arttoself.com. And is starting a new project called CC and the Wild, which you can find out more by subscribing to arttoself.com. Oh, and uh, she lives with me because she's my girlfriend and works from home right here in our guest bedroom slash office. So, Stephanie Halligan, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is super weird. How professional was that? It was very professional. This is what I do. I thought you were going to say, like, and she shares a bed with me. <laughs> and she sleeps right next to me. Yep. But don't, this is... How do we not do our podcast voice? I know. Is, so both of us have done podcasts a lot, and we get this like sassy celebrity podcast voice, and that's not how we talk normally. So <laughs> I feel like we'll be okay. Do we? I think we do talk like that. No, no, we definitely don't. We'll just drop it down to like NPR voice, where we just talk a little more sultry and like Terry Gross. Yeah, exactly. welcome to the show. Sweaty, sweaty balls. Sweaty balls. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. Um, We're not going to get super professional with each other. But this isn't about us. This is about... (laughs) It is is about us. But we, uh, yeah, we share an office and we share lots of... We do share a bedroom. We share a house. And we work from home together but separately. And we talk about what that feels like a lot. So it makes sense that we're talking about it and pressing record. Yeah. Um, So before we get started... Money Lab Pro. You've been asking for it, and I finally made it. Money Lab Pro is a membership where you can access every single one of my online business courses and chat with me and other like minded business owners in the members only Money Lab Pro community. You'll also get access to my SEO, monetization, and blogging video courses, my YouTube and podcast video tutorials, my lightning fast WordPress theme, and so much more. I did the math, and Money Lab Pro includes over 155 over-the-shoulder video lessons and growing. Not to mention, it includes access to templates, processes, and spreadsheets that I use to run all my online businesses. And like I mentioned before, Money Lab Pro also includes a members-only community where you can share your ideas and get expert feedback to help you earn more money with your online business. Go to moneylab.co slash pro right now to sign up. It's super affordable and there's no reason not to check it out. That's moneylab.co slash pro. Um, okay, uh, before we get into the topic too, I also want to mention, uh, and I want to do this for a lot of episodes because this, this show is all about honest and transparency, transparency yeah. when it comes to business. At least that's what I want it to be. Uh, so I want to mention that our last episode, which is our first episode, which which is a weird thing to say, the last episode that was published, which was our first episode, got 202 downloads, Ooh. according to the stats in a podcast hosting service that I'm using called Transistor.fm, which has been really uh, easy to use for the show. And I'm going to put my other shows on there, Driven and... Uh, probably the Swim University podcast, the 15-episode Swim University podcast that was short-lived. I didn't know you had a Swim University podcast. <laughs> I did 15 episodes back in my condo in New Jersey. Huh. Yeah. It was it was bad. I just interviewed people 
who were in the pool industry but all had their own businesses, so it became commercials for their own products. It was really not good. But I'm going to put it back up on <laughs> iTunes because why not add more junk to the internet? And uh, I'm going to put up uh, an old show that I did uh, called The Arctic Fox that I did with my friends. for uh, I, We did a, a comedy show, so... I'm going to put that up there because why not? Yeah. Like I have access to this. So uh, I want to thank Justin Jackson for hooking me up with uh, beta access to that service that uh, he and his partner developed. So thank you, Justin. Uh, and if you want to go and visit Justin, Justin's awesome. Uh, you should check out his Twitter account. It's at M.I. Justin. I think that's like a play on, am I Justin? Is that, is that me? M.I. Justin? M.I. The letters M.I.? Letters M.I. Justin. Oh, there you go. Anyway. Um, so yeah, all that out of the way, uh, I want to talk about our topic today, but before I do, uh, this topic, um, I got from a, uh, it came from a buddy of mine named Tom Martin and he lives in the UK and we met at VidCon a few years ago. Um, and he has a website about building a YouTube presence at faqtube.tv. Um, and VidCon is like a YouTuber's conference that I sometimes go to. I think I've been to twice, three times. I'm looking at you. I'm hoping you... It's twice. Twice, okay. Um, so in his email, he says, I finally have taken the plunge and have handed in my notice. June 20th is my last day. Squeaky bum time. That's some British... I am imagining it's some british term. Yeah. Cool. We'll see. I'm, I'm assuming it is. But I like squeaky. That shit. That should have been my middle name. Yeah. Squeaky bum time. No, next maybe, time. Maybe next time. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so with that in mind, if you're looking for episode topics to talk about, I'd love to hear more about what it's like to be working in isolation, taking care of yourself and your schedule when when you have no one pushing you. How do you stop yourself from having cabin fever? So I'm putting the laptop down because that's what we're talking about. Yeah, and um, this is a... Squeaky chair time. <laughs> uh, I'm sure all the listeners love that sound. <laughs> you got to invest in new chairs. Yep, exactly. Yeah. This is what you get when you work from home. You got to invest in the same in chair a lot. Yeah. So how do we kick this off? Well, so I want... So I know I can obviously talk about what I do. Yeah. Cause, but I want to I I hear just what you think about working from home in isolation. So let's take each one. Like... What's it like to work in isolation? Yeah. So I, so I think two things. One is lately I've been asking myself what I actually need from a work environment. I'm now like four and a half years into working for myself. And I took a significant break from client work and also art work because yeah. I have both of those things. Um, and then in the last couple weeks, you know, you knew this. I was going out and looking for co-working spaces and I was like, oh, I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to be out in the world. I want my own spot, but around yeah, people. Yeah. And so, um, but I would walk into those spaces each time and be like, I don't want to be here. There's too many people. I want to just plug in with my headphones and be quiet and do work on my own. Well, that was just, what? which one did you visit besides the one... What was the one we visited? What's it called? Uh, the I, studio or something? Yeah, something like that. So we went to that one, and then I went to one last week. And I think every time... Uh, you didn't tell me what that one, how that one was. It was good. It was the best co-working space I've found, but... It was better than the studio. It was way better than the studio. Why? Um, it was more communal. It was a 
it was a co-working space that was dedicated just for to freelancers and creative people. So my point though is I walked away going, I don't want a co-working space. I keep thinking I want a co-working space. I actually don't. Why? And I think part of the reason is I I have this like ideal fantasy of being like more social and plugged in when really I am Isn't that what Facebook's for? <laughs> I'm not on Facebook anymore. So where else am I gonna be in- social? Instagram and get friends. Um but yeah, I actually just work better. I, I keep thinking I'm going to work better with people around me. And then I try it. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just wish I was at home by myself with my headphones on. Even compared to, like, going to the coffee shop? Going to the coffee shop, I will go there if I feel a little antsy about being in the house. So usually I will leave my desk set up in the house and go to a coffee shop if I feel like I need a dedicated amount of time. Mm-hmm. I have my laptop. I have two hours, which is about as long as I could spend in a single coffee shop. I need to crank out this client project. I've been procrastinating. I need to just get it done. So I'll, that's when I'll go there, but I'm not going to like be creative or do my best, like in depth work at a coffee shop, a random place in town. I'll do that here at home. But even when you go to a coffee shop, you put on headphones. Yeah. I don't want to talk to anyone. No. Okay. So then what's the point? The point of a co-working space or the point of... Any any of it. Yeah. I know. Well, so this is, I think, to me, the whole how do I work from home and by myself and all of those questions that you read out loud from uh, Tom. from Tom's email. Yeah. It's like getting being real with myself. What do I actually need? And it's, man, I really like working quietly <laughs> by myself in places with my headphones on. And usually that's at home. And... I do appreciate and need interaction with other entrepreneur friends and like female entrepreneur friends. So those are actually two separate things for me. But for, you know, I keep going back thinking like, oh, a co-working space will answer all of that at once. And it's like, no, I think I just actually need to work from home and make friends on the side. Hmm. Yeah. But it, but I think this whole process of like working for yourself it, you're just constantly asking yourself, like, who am I? What? How do I work best? What do I want in a work environment? What types of work do I want to do? Like, for me, I have the super intense, um, not super intense, but like in the zone creative work where I could just like get lost in it. Mm-hmm. And then I have client work, which I really enjoy because it is someone else's deadline. It's occasionally talking to people on the phone I like striking that balance because if I was running my own, like every single deadline myself, I think I would go absolutely crazy as a person. Would you even hit those deadlines? Um, I would hope so. Well, yeah. You, well, you did. You did. I do, but I like you the did balance. When, you, did, you did like when art to self was like every single day. Yeah. So I did that. Yeah, I had a daily a newsletter for yeah. almost two years, and so yeah, I, I'm not. Uh, you did that all here, though. You didn't go. You weren't working anywhere else. Like no. Did you do any of that work out? Do you remember? Only when I had to. My favorite times to do art and writing and things like that is at home. Yeah. It's most comfortable. There's no distractions. There's n- there's no weird variables happening. But it's the client work where I'm like, oh, I can do that in a coffee shop. It'll actually maybe force me to focus and get shit done. And then, oh, are we allowed to swear? <laughs> are you serious? I think, right? You know who I am. Right? Yeah, I know. I just didn't know. If- I don't know if you changed. <laughs> Usually I'm just, I'm not like on a podcast and like an interview and I'm like, 
can I swear? And they're like, no, this is a clean podcast. So you're like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure so- everyone loved you just screaming <laughs> fuck right now, right in their ear holes. I'll, I'll compress it. Okay. It won't be bad. Um, yeah. So I don't know. The answer for me has just been like, stop kidding yourself. You're not, you don't like, you don't like people. You don't like people when it's time to work. You love being in your zone, headphones on. Even you and I share an office, and sometimes I'm like giving you the side eye because you're trying to talk to me, and I'm like, yeah, I'm working. Yeah, you like, don't, you don't like I don't like being interrupted. <laughs> so like, why would and I be the in opposite? A, so why would I be in a co co co-working space? I yeah, mean, when like someone's like, do you want do you want a snack? I'm going out for snacks, and I'd be like, just leave me alone. Be like what? I, <laughs> My headphones, like, isn't that the international symbol of don't fucking bother me? Yeah. when you have earbuds in. Right. But they're subtle enough. And I guess some people don't. No one's done. I mean, I, yeah. No one's done. No one's come up to me and bothered me at a coffee shop. No, yeah. Coffee shops are different. Right. But literally, even, like. I don't know. I've never worked at a co-working space. The, yeah. The co-working space I went to, she even said, she was like, if you just like to show up to a workspace and put your headphones in and not talk to anyone, this isn't for you. Yeah. And she was very honest about it, which I appreciated. And immediately I was like. This nope. For me. <laughs> this is not for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. This has just been like a, I think too, I go through seasons where I'm like, I want to be around people, around people and extra social and certain times of year. I crave it. Like winter, I could have just stayed in the house the entire oh, time. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. I get it. I get and that. so, yeah. And like wanting to be out and, and like right now I'm having lots of conversations with entrepreneur friends about like, well, how do we do business differently if we're going to be online and we're going to run newsletters and make money? So I love having those conversations in person lately. Yeah, but they're not work. I mean, they're work focused conversations like this one is, but we're not getting it. Well, I'm getting something done, but you're not getting anything done. Right. Exactly. But It's bullshitting, but it's what we bullshit about in our free time. Yeah. And it's for me being like, hella introverted yeah i need to be like oh yeah people like by the time that craving happens i'm like whoo yeah i need someone to talk to besides myself and you don't count but you kind of count <laughs> oh that's nice <laughs> but you say that too yeah like we talk all the time we don't yeah but we do we cancel each other out yeah so we're we, like yeah yeah we're like neutral but we don't work lives. together yeah that's a big distinction yeah. i don't think anyone thinks we work together I don't know if we, I mean, when you, I think when you automatically assume you share an office that it means like you work together. Yeah. I guess that's a good assumption. We work on two completely different things. Yes. We help each other. Yes. And verbally, verbally. Yeah. We talk talk through things. things. Yeah. Like, especially in the mornings, like we'll have coffee together and chat Mm -hmm. through like what our days look like, which is nice because the, I mean, the flip side to that is I used to live with roommates that would leave like my roommate in DC you know, she had a normal job, so she would leave, and I'd have the whole house empty to myself, and I'd, there were days I would feel a little crazy in there. Hmm. Did you ever feel that way when you lived by yourself? Did I, like what? Like, the house was empty, you no. haven't left it in days. No. Really? Did I get ca- getting cabin fever, like, yeah. like Tom mentioned? Um, no. <laughs> I like work. I like work, and I like being home. But you also like people so much. You're so extroverted. Yeah. So I do. I don't get cabin fever. I did say that the other day, though, because I was like, "Ugh, I've been home all month with my hurt foot. My footsie be hurt. (laughs) And I was just like, all right, now that I can like walk normally, I'm going to 
leave. I want to leave the house. Yeah. And then I left the house for like an hour and I was like, I'm good. I'm back. <laughs> Give me my computer. Yeah. Um, no, and I remember living with, uh, when I lived with myself, because I, I lived alone when I first started my, my business working from home. And it was just me and Reggie, my dog. And uh, I, like, I want to say just me and Reggie, because you know that. But if I say me and Reggie, most people are like, oh, and your roommate. <laughs> oh, Reggie Watts. Reggie, yeah, Reggie Watts, your, your roommate. Um, and he would sleep all day on the couch behind me in my office, because I had an office. Uh, I had my, like, an, I had a nice desk, an office chair, or an office, uh, like, couch. Um, and I had an electrical machine similar to this room, except without the couch. And I worked all day. I would, I would get up in the morning. I'd probably eat breakfast, get started at, like, 10 a.m., and then, like, we'll take Reggie out or whatever. And then he would sleep on the couch. And I would just work until, like, 6. And then did, like, working out stuff and eating dinner. And then back to work again. Yeah. And I don't care. Like, I didn't care about Lee. Like, I mean, I had friends that lived in the same development. So, like, I could just walk over their house. And that was fine. Um, and that's how I got people. But they weren't in – they weren't business people. They were just normal. Like, they weren't – we didn't talk about business. Not that they're like not normal or whatever, but yeah, um, yeah. And then when I moved in with my brother, uh, I had my own office again and a couch, and I didn't have Reggie anymore because he lived with my parents. And yeah, it's been all day in the office. It was it was a little brighter, but I also think too that speaks to the kind of work you do and the way you prefer to do work. Yeah. Which I'm is a- like, you're just, when I watch you work, yeah. cause I watch you creepily from <laughs> your back is turned to me. You're just, you're so in that like blinders on. Yeah. I'm in the zone. I will work until this is done. Yeah. And until like, and that is your end state. And sometimes I, you forget to eat and stuff and yeah. like time passes that way. Yeah, I do. I believe that, like, a lot of people ask me, or a lot of people, like, comment, like, how do you get shit done so quickly? Or how do you, like, give you, like, how are you motivated to work? Or how are you, just, how are you able to do this? Like, it, it's, it looks from the outside like a superpower. And I understand that. Because I, even when I see it in other people, I'm like, how the hell did you do that? And they're like, you, you do the same thing. So how do you do it? I'm like, okay. And it comes from my dad, I think. And I don't know if that's true or not. But, like, I'm very focused. Uh, so when I sit down and work on any project, as long as I'm interested in it and as long as there's an end result that I can accomplish, I will sometimes forget to eat because I'll just be so <laughs> focused in it. And right. I can't – I don't know how to hack – like I, I don't – like if somebody asks me how to do – how do I – how to do that, I don't, I don't know. Well, and also – like, I hear you describe that. I've seen you work that way. I never want to work that way, and I can't. Like, I see, for- I, but I love work. Okay. Like, for me, I work in two-hour chunks, yeah. and I need a moment in the day where I'm, like, taking a walk or going to yoga or yeah. something, and I want at least two different projects to work on. Like, I need variety. I also need oh, God, sprints. No. Yeah, and yeah, so... The opposite. I mean, I think that that's part of the baseline, which is like, well, what kind of projects do you like to work on? What kind of work are you doing and how do you work best? Yeah. And that answers a lot about like, well, do you need a co-working space? Probably not. And like, no, do you I need, would, would, what do you want your setup to be like? And right. What time do you want to work and well, all that stuff? Yeah. That's why Money Lab is designed the way it's designed. Yeah. Because I knew I worked as a 
I knew I worked in projects. Right. Like I needed to complete something, whether that's uh, like back in the day when I was doing swim university, it was like writing a blog post. And it's like, I'm going to write a 5,000 word blog post or a 2,500 word blog post, write it, edit it, do all the graphics, maybe film a video. Like everything was getting done in either one or two days. Mm -hmm. And that was my result. Uh, now it's like, since I'm not really doing blog posts anymore on those sites that I have, it's like money lab works the same way where if I write a post, um, specifically if I write an article where it's like one and done, I'll spend one or two days on it. And just, that's all I think about. And that's all I do. And because I'm creating something, because like something is, I'm eventually going to publish it. Like I want to, I get up and I want to do it. So it's not like there is, I know I'm trying to think there are times where I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to do this today. Like there's mm -hmm. certain parts of my work or that I, or things that I should do or things that I need to do where I will procrastinate on or, um, you know, not, but that's yeah. everyone though. It doesn't even matter if you yeah, but totally enjoy the project. Yeah. Well, go ahead. But the other part of it too is, is like, I think about going to work, like actually working for somebody else going to my, my job. Yeah. I was, I was productive, but not nearly as productive as I am now. Right. And the reason for that is it's because it's mine. <laughs> and mm -hmm. if I fail, it, I fail. It's I'm the only person responsible. Yeah. So of course I'm going to like work my ass off because I don't want to fail. I don't want to be broke. I don't want to go work for somebody again. Yeah. So I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to, to not have that happen. Yeah. And I think that's another good point, which is what drives your purpose or your reason behind working for yourself. Yeah. Cause some people are, they suck at it. <laughs> well, yeah, some people suck at it, but also like they're constantly getting up and like, and, and like they're constantly distracted. And I, my argument is if you're constantly distracted, then you don't want to do this. Like you need some other, you need someone else pushing you or else you, I don't but know. But there Maybe. are structures for that, right? So like you could get a coach. Like I found, I go through cycles where it's like, I, I would like a coach because I don't want to, I want to get out of my own head. I'm tired of being only accountable to myself. Yeah. I think there are ways to like, hack that piece which is like oh maybe it's a weekly mastermind where you're accountable to another person if, if but external do, and, right, but, accountability uh, but, is hard but it's not hard for us so this is the but thing there's no consequence to that right right whether there's a coach or like my I, I go to a mastermind once a month if i don't come in the next month and i don't have shit done like i don't get fired or my pay docked. but some people f uh, feel the emotional consequence of like letting down a group or something so everyone's different with their even in this millennial generation yeah selfies they no, that's every man for himself. <laughs> I mean, as a millennial, mm. I i mean, this is also part of the reason why I'm embracing the fact that I like pretty much have two separate businesses. I have a client business. It's in the consulting space, in financial education. Yeah. And then I have a cartoon business. And sometimes they overlap, but most <laughs> of the time they don't. Sounds funny. <laughs> and my cartoon business. And my cartoon business. Um they're totally separate. And part of the reason I like having two of those things is because client work for me is something to be accountable for. If I sign a contract well, right. and, and you do have, there's a, it's individual bosses. Exactly. And yeah. to me, I'm like, I still set the terms and I still set my day and what it looks like. Right. And I still don't work with like asshole clients and yeah. things like that. But 
I am like, okay, there's, yeah, that's client work and there's a deadline and there's someone else's expectation. And sometimes I need that. And it feels really nice where I'm not the only one setting expectations for myself. Mm -hmm. So it's like, even if I wake up and feel like millennially, you know, and I'm just like, "Eh, I just don't feel like it. I just (laughs) can't even, you know, millennially. Right. That's That's a new adjective. Um, I have to. And I kind of like that though. Cause if I let my like emotions just be the, the driver for like, if I f- wake up in a shitty yeah. mood and then I'm like, I'm not going to work cause there's nothing to be accountable for. Then to me, that's having that, that type of work in my portfolio is actually super important because it helps me balance out the, the other piece, which is self motivated art, creative stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm in this camp of like, not everyone can do this. Not everyone can work for themselves. Uh-huh. Are we going to go there? I think so. Okay. I mean, I think that's true, okay. right? Which is, I think, part of um, why... I mean, are we going to go on a really big tirade? Because I could get on a soapbox about, like, don't... You know, not everyone should be an entrepreneur and, well, like, let's no. not... <laughs> so I think, yeah, well, I agree with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember when I worked... For my boss, like I had company, I worked for regular companies. I would come home and work more. Like I would go to work yeah. and I would work on you know, website design, did that, or marketing, or just t- p- teaching people how to take care of their pool, like at a working at a pool store. And then I would come home and I was in a band and I built our website, or I came home and I d- filmed a video, or I r- wrote music and we did, you know, we came out with the albums and we toured. So I feel like. I am. I was productive before this. I was just a productive person right. in general, and I cooked. I brewed beer. Like I did all of these extracurricular activities to constantly fill my day. And when I think about that, like my dad's the exact same way. When he he doesn't wake up on a Saturday and go like, "Today is a chill day. I'm just gonna relax." He goes out and like gardens or mow. It does some sort of activity, whether he has to or not. And I'm the same exact way. So it literally tra- like. Then when I started doing this work on the side, I'm like, I can, this is so easy for me. I'm literally can't be bored. If I'm bored, I'm, I'm miserable. So I, even if it's like looking at spreadsheets all day, like I'd rather be doing that than sitting down and doing nothing. It sounds like a good bumper sticker. I'd rather be looking at spreadsheets. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather spread the sheets. Oh, yikes. Gross. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I think to that point, there's, I think that goes into the, like the creative realm, right? Which is like, you just can't help but create. Like I was going home from my full-time job and I was writing on my then personal finance blog. Cause I was like, Oh, I have this idea. Oh, I want my voice out there. Yeah, oh, I want to make something as well as working. Right. Exactly. Doing two things. Right. But I well, also, well, why? but hold on. Why did you do that blog? Because I wanted to I wanted to be a thought leader in the like student debt space. And I also had a personal story that was happening, which was me repaying my debt. And I wanted a place where I could be the one like creative visionary in my own space and not. But is, was that, would you do that because you wanted to transition into that? No, it wasn't a, a business. It wasn't a business move. So it was just, just an outlet. Just something extra. Yeah, exactly. It was an outlet. I mean, it wasn't hard, like it, you okay. It hardly mine, made money. There was really no plan for it to ever make my full time living. Sure. It was just, I, okay, okay. So, like, I think about doing that. Like, I remember I worked a normal job and then did a rap album. Right. For no one, but I literally, it was for four people. So it wasn't, and this is before any like sort of entrepreneurial stuff. So I guess it's like the same thing. Yeah. I, 
and to like it I wasn't mean, planning on making money with that album. Like it was it was inherently not going to make money. Right. And so, but back to this, like, if like you're the day to day life working for yourself. Yeah. What are the drivers of that? It's really knowing like where you need constraints and kicks in the ass. Because for me, I need accountability that feels external, whether that's like for me, like with that personal finance website, I was like, Hey everyone, I want to pay off my debt in a year. And then after announcing that, I was like, all right, I have a blog where I'm updating people and this better happen now. And it's like, you know, you could be doing these money lab challenges in a vacuum, but you're not. I mean, it was. Right, you were, but there's also an extra piece and a layer on top of it now of motivating yourself to do it because you're doing it in front of people. No, but that's not why I do it. Then why do you have money lab? Because I like it. Yeah. I understand that there's going to be a following, but like the first two challenges, I had 100 people. Right. They were like mostly people I knew. Okay, so then that's also, I mean, I think But I worked on I worked on Swim University for seven years with zero payoff, and I continued to do it. Right. Because I... But you were earning money separately, obviously. And I was doing client... I did client work. I did website design stuff, and I was fast. I got shit done. Yeah. But I think this is... But this is going into the whole creativity, passion project versus... A business. Versus a business that's paying the bills tomorrow. I don't know if that's true. I think it is because if you were you were all in on swim university, but you also had work to do on the side because you needed it. You had to live off of an income. But the but my goal was to turn swim university into full time, so I knew that eventually was going to become my job. Right. Um. So like, but but all of that, even working on in client stuff, I was I was productive. I did stuff all day. Like I, I wasn't like I was sitting around going. It, it, you know, I've never had that moment where. I was working on something and then like two o'clock, I had that 2.30 feeling and I'm just like, I need to go get a, a, a drink or a snack or I need to go like just de, decompress and like I would just walk around in the house and like get distracted or like go watch TV and like I never, I don't have that. Sure. Like I, even when I worked completely alone, like where you weren't in the house, it was just like Reggie. Like the only time I would leave the computer is because Reggie was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And he, he talked. talked. <laughs> he said, oh shit! I gotta go, man. <laughs> but that was the only time. And then otherwise, I would look up the clock. I'm like, oh shit, I gotta eat dinner. And you're, it's because I'm hungry. Yeah, <laughs> like that's it. You're a machine, though. I've seen but you I work. But I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the worst person to talk about this subject. No, I think you're. Uh, you're. We're talking about it together as a team and a couple because we're different. And you and I know this. We work in the same office together. That's the important piece of this, I think, is that everyone's different. Don't kid yourself. <laughs> like, understand what you need. And that question also might be, you need to not work for yourself. I mean, I hate to have that be part of the answer to an email from someone who's like, I'm just going to work for myself. I'm not trying to give anybody an answer. Sure. I don't want to give you an I, I don't. All I, know, I, all I know is what I do. Right. And I'm just, I just want to talk about what it's like. Because for me, it's like the easiest thing in the world. Right. It's so, it comes very natural to me. Yeah. I, even when I worked at actual jobs, I was like, let me work from home. I would get more done if you just let me be by myself. I would work with the door shut because I'm like, if you keep coming in here and bugging me, I'm just going to, I'm not going to do anything. Sure. And I was just, and I was also like, the other part of it is 
I rallied or, or railed against the system. Like I always questioned my, what my bosses were saying to me. Like, oh, do this, do that, do this, whatever. And I'm just like, I don't want to. Or like, I'm not going to. Or I'm going to procrastinate on that. because. And I would do it strategically. I would strategically procrastinate or whatever it was. And then I was like, because I'd rather be doing my thing. Like I'd rather do what I want to do, which I thought was more productive. So like I remember my boss was like, I want you to do this. And I was like, okay. And then I went and did something else for the company and didn't tell them. And yeah. just was that's what I worked on for like two months. I built software that would help the sales guys. And then he was I was like, Oh, I built this. And he was like, When'd you build that? I was like, when you told me to do all those other things I didn't, oh I didn't do. And it's like because I and that was that's it. So I I'm good at giving myself direction and making a decision very quickly in my own brain, which is not like I'm not like I'm sitting here with a fucking journal and going like Today I want to. Hey, rent, I rent, journal. Rent. Stop. I journal too, but I don't do it in a way to like to figure out. Like I, I kind of, I quickly make a decision, and then I just do it because I want to do it. Whatever yeah. it is. That's well, a, Money Lab is is those challenges where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna do a rap album. Thirty days. I didn't move for thirty days. I, I sat in this. I sat in this chair and basically just did that because I'm like, I have a goal to to do an album at the end of thirty days and. The same with like when I even when I did the website optimization experiment, which is like not creative and not it's just, you know, uh, A-B testing crap and using spreadsheets and, you know, normal, boring businessy shit. And I sat here for two straight days and I, it's all I did was like, I'm going to fucking finish this. Yeah. And so you have it. to I mean, so you have to be a self-starter. Like I have yeah. to be. The other thing, though, is I think that's a good point about you know, going into an office, there were just so many moments when I was in an office where I was like, I'm just getting paid for my butt in the chair when now I can work as fast as I want. Usually most of my client projects, I prefer to be paid, you know, not hourly and based on like an actual like deliverable because yeah. I want to work fast and I want to, I want to be in charge of how quickly I can work. And it's, you know, sometimes it's like a five hour day and it's being okay with that. And it's not being, paid for yeah you know sitting in a chair in an office and yeah i guess if you're saying if it like takes you five hours oh well it takes you five hours right Whether, and that's, or if it takes you 10 hours it takes you 10 whatever it doesn't matter right exactly but then you have to be self-managing and self-regulating and that's yeah that's I well think, part I, of the I, equation. Right, yeah so i want to bring that up to oh well, okay he also mentioned taking care of yourself yeah but before i want to let's finish that last yeah because the thing i want to talk about is how do you um schedule scheduling mm -hmm. when there's no one pushing you mm -hmm. um i can tell you how i do it which is you know how i do it and you should tell everyone else how you do it asana yeah everything yep and before that do you have like a course about that or something well i'm glad you brought that up because ladies and gentlemen no uh i do but that's not i'm not gonna bring it up okay but uh, and that's mainly, it's basically for editorial calendars. And I don't run the editorial schedule anymore. I have Michelle that does that. Mm -hmm. So, for but I still use Asana for, I need to know what happened. Like there's, you know, I have repetitive tasks that I do every single day, like journal. Yeah, see, <laughs> And every month, it. every month I, you know, update like a spreadsheet. And every, you know, Monday I do QuickBooks you know, categorization, like just normal shit like that. I have taking out the trash on there because we need to remember to do that. Mm -hmm. um, paying all my credit cards are on. It's not, like everything just keeps coming up 
Millhouse. Everything just keeps coming up <laughs> as like what what I need to do repetitive tasks. But then if I'm like okay, um, like okay, this just happened today. I got an email from uh, Stacy who does uh, customer service on Swim University for me, and she slacked me and was like, hey. Somebody said this in an email, which was there's a typo in the hot tub handbook, which is the one of my products, and it's it's a really bad typo. It's a it's a two instead of a seven when it comes to like chemistry, and that's very important because it fucks shit up, right? So instead of me going like, okay, I gotta I gotta oh, let me just go do that, like I made that an Asana task, and I'll probably end up doing it tomorrow, right? And it'll just come up, and I schedule it like, okay, uh, do you know edit. Or fix the typo in the hot tub handbook, and I assign it to myself, and I hit, like, let me do it on Monday. And so tomorrow it'll pop up on Asana, and I'll just go do it, and it'll be done. Uh, and then sometimes, like, during the day I get up, and, like, recently I've been getting up, and there's really not, haven't been, hasn't been a lot for me to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of procrastinating on some stuff, <laughs> but um, that's because there's just way too many things to go to going on right now, like this podcast, for example. It's like I like I really wish that this podcast and I told I told you this was a project where I could just go all right I'm gonna do like a hundred episodes in four days right and that's like all I want to think about and focus on because that's how my brain works but it's requiring other people which kind of slows <laughs> your role yeah it really pisses me off <laughs> it slows my role and and makes it sporadic and yeah. turns it into an Asana task rather than a project type task um, which is just like one big film and edit a video task. It's like, okay, book this person and then get this mic and whatever. Yeah. The mic's a little, speaking of mics, it looks a little far from your face. Oh, thanks. We're in our home podcast studio right now. Such, so professional. So So anyway, I I just, I I want to talk about scheduling for like a hot second. Yeah. So that sounds, I mean, so Asana is good for scheduling, it sounds like, within a project, but... I, I think there's other pieces to scheduling I know that I struggle with. Well, so, yeah, and it's you have a different business. And I have a different business. And so for me, like recently, so I did Art to Self as a daily newsletter for yep. almost two years. I know. That was overscheduled. Like I was tr- I was trying to be accountable to creating every right. day. And I mean, I do that with a podcast every day. Yeah, so, we've yeah. done daily projects. Yeah. They have their limits and they have a... <laughs> they have a final moment where it's like, okay, we should just wrap this up because it, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. Um, I probably sh- could have done it for like a year, five days a week, and then I could have wrapped that up. But, right. It, but now I'm getting ready to launch a new creative project. And at first I was like, oh, fuck it. I'm not going to have a schedule. I'm just going to create whenever I want. And like when the inspiration strikes, I'll just publish a story yeah. online. That that's not true. That's I think delusional. And I also realize I need accountability and creative constraints. Sure. And so I'm going to tell myself that I'm going to come out with the chapter to this story every Sunday because sure. I need something. Otherwise, I'll just wake up and go like the millennially feeling <laughs> and just be like, I don't feel creative right well, now. Well, okay, but the, I'm, I'm you said that, and I'm like, well, I like Money Lab's so different. The blog side, not this show but I, it's not on a schedule i do it whenever i feel like it like when i creatively feel like it i just kind of creatively feel like it all the time except yeah you do feel it's part of your you're just documenting what you do naturally right like okay yeah i know what you're gonna say so and then but this podcast is a great example which is it's hard it's on a schedule because for a reason because people need human beings need 
constraints. Yeah, I want people to feel that they can rely on this. Right, exactly. That's so part I mean. of it and too want, is yeah, because I like when shows de- are reliable. Yeah, you want to deliver it in a way that's enjoyable to people, and part of that enjoyment is consistency too. But what do you think? I mean, I, I can't do that on Money Lab. I feel like because I designed it to not be that. But Money Lab is so natural. But you definitely go through those ebbs and flows, right? Which is like, I don't have anything I want to talk about right now, or I want to do something totally different. But I always feel like I want to. Right. I'm always, if I don't email people from Money Lab, on Money Lab for two weeks, I start to get like, I need to email them something. Like, I want to, I should do something here. Like, I want to. Right. Because, but I, that, other than saying like, I don't feel like it. It's never, I don't feel like it. It's more like, I feel like it all the time. I just don't have any ideas right now. And yeah, I but you're, you're also, you're, your Money Lab for you is a creatively expressive place online. Yeah. It's not your business. Like how scheduled in Asana is Money Lab. Sure. So I, again, we're, we're ending up yeah. talking about creativity versus business. Like, and, and you have to schedule and find those accountability elements like Asana or like for me, it's clients and client deadlines, right. the creative stuff too, though, it needs you. There's some sort of schedule. Like for me, it's being like, okay, my new cartoon is going to come out May, 2018. And it's like, all right, I'm starting to say that now. So it's kind of Better kicking be, me yeah. into gear, but it's, but that's because you are I mean, you you can do that. Yeah, but I had to make up a constraint. Like, you made up a constraint for this podcast. The constraint... Sure. No one's like, but, we're going to take your house away if you don't publish the podcast right. every week. So, but I think in that sense, creativity and the business side of things, they're but I, similar. But when... But I just want to... When I was in that stage of bo- extreme bootstrapping and I was only making 20 grand a year... Yeah. There was no, I was so, I was working way more hours mm-hmm. because it's like I needed, I, I wanted this to work so bad that, and I remember telling my mom, because my mom really didn't like, she was just like, you need to get a job, you need to get a job the whole time. And I was like, you don't understand. I'd rather live in a cardboard box, <laughs> like on the street, than, than work for somebody else ever again. Yeah. And okay. so like that, and, and, and I'd rather move back in with you guys. <laughs> Or before I ever work for a boss of any kind, if before I have someone over me, and just that alone, and that of me going like this can't not work. That was like, and plus, I just I wanted I want it to be self employed so fucking badly. Yeah, like that's it. And so and that's I still a, do. Yeah, that's and I still a great get freak, freaked point. out if I don't make enough money one month, or like I, you know, if I'm in, like I'm currently in in fucking thirty grand in debt right now because yeah. of stupid business decisions. Like it stresses me out to the point where like I want to work so fucking hard to f- avoid that and to like not lose that. It's remembering your why, which is what my business coach that I just hired again is reminding me of, which is like, well, can that be the driver and the motivator for mm. your like? for you kicking your own ass into in business. And like for me, for example, for you, it's like, I don't ever want to work for anyone else again. I want to be on my own. I'd rather live in a cardboard box than answer to, to another person. And yeah. Go and back I don't mean a like a cardboard box in a mansion. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Like I don't like, like a duplex. Yeah. Like a duplex cardboard box. Right. No, I want to <laughs> like on the street in right. the rain. Yeah. 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 For cold. me, yeah. it's totally about, um, like self care piece. Cause I was in like, before I worked for myself, I worked at a startup. It was pretty toxic work environment. I was getting sick all the time. I don't 
work well in a 40 hour work week and like rigid schedules. And I'm not a morning person. Like for me, I'm like, I want to make sure I feel healthy. And that means working for myself and dictating my own schedule. And so what, if that's my, if that's one of my core whys, cause I have other ones like feeling creatively fulfilled and things like that. But if that's one of them and it's like, okay, then I need a certain amount of client work that makes me feel like I have enough money to buy Mm-hmm. healthy groceries and my yoga membership and enough, you know, but not too much work because I want, I don't want to have a super stressful day. So I think that's a huge driver though, about how you frame the rest of your business. And that's the thing that like reminds me, it's like, why, why am I, why the hell am I working for myself? Cause there's those moments too, where I'm like, it would be so much easier if someone just told me what the fuck to do. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. just like, you know, it'd be so satisfying if I just worked at the cheese shop in town yeah. and I just mean, I like, get that. yeah, like Love those to work moments. At a brewery or something, right? Just like they're they're idealizing something. Just like I want consistency. I want to show up somewhere. Yeah. Someone tells me what to do, and then I remember, you know, why I'm actually working for myself. Um, before we wrap this up, uh. Tom mentioned something about taking care of yourself. I'm assuming he means like physically taking care of yourself. Right. I don't emotionally. I, I mean, that's your department, not my department. Oh, the emotion department. No, I yeah, love I'm that not, department. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. I mean, that's the other piece too, which is like, well, how do you take care of yourself at work? Like if you worked in a normal job, what's the difference? I mean, the difference is for like, me, it was like perceived helplessness. I was in a job and I was like, I'm super stressed can't do anything about it because that's this way this company works when you work for yourself and you manage your own day you manage what you have to do all of a sudden if you have like a day where you feel like batshit crazy Mm -hmm. uh it can derail everything and it's like well i'm in charge of this like what do i need to do now and so for me okay that so it could be the emotional side of things about taking care of yourself it could be the physical stuff but emotionally i think that's a huge piece of being an entrepreneur because you can get in your own head and just like, you know, you and I have conversations like every morning over coffee and there's some mornings where I'll come out and be like, I just want to do this. And it's like kind of out of a crazy place because I'm desperate for something or right. like you've had those moments too yeah, recently. I f- like freak the fuck out sometimes. <laughs> where you just like freak out and it's like someone needs to talk you off the edge of the cliff because otherwise okay. you might drive off the cliff yourself. Okay. Then in that, so like before we were, lived together, yeah, before we even met, that was my parents. Oh, yeah. My parents and probably online friends, like probably just Skyping with. Sure. I'm trying to think back. I got Andrew. Yeah. I, mean, I had Andrew uh, really talk me off the ledge a bunch of times. Yep. N- not literally, but you know what I mean? Figuratively. Yeah. Business, uh, business ledge. Yeah. Business ledge. Uh, who was before? Was there anybody before Andrew? Probably my, yeah, my parents, Andrew, um, talked to Thomas a lot. Uh, more uh, Andrew because we were business partners for so long, and then re- more recently, like Jason, Jason Zook, like I, he was like my, like, I don't. What do you want to call that? I mean, I guess you need somebody it, in your in your corner, yep, who's there to like, and vice versa. It should work both ways, but somebody that you could talk honestly to, yes. and go, I fucking hate this. Yeah. I am freaking this. Sh- like, I, I don't. Fuck this whole thing. Like, yeah. just like, you know, you want to like throw the everything out of the window. And I definitely have had those moments yeah. a lot more recently than, than I have in the past 10 years or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I think you need that 
to stay sane. Totally. If that's taking, if that's something to take care of yourself, like I would recommend like having a buddy, <laughs> like I have a buddy system. Yeah. And for me, it it's have been to be like, like somebody it could be somebody in the exact same position as you. Exactly. And that's what I have lately. I think the thing that's helped me the most before, even before hiring my business coach, coach Jenny, yeah. uh, Shout out to her because just having her well, in my on, corner. Well, I didn't say you could give shout outs. Well, I'm giving a shout out. Okay. Shout out to her for even just the last like week and a half. I've just been like, oh my God, there's so much relief and clarity because I can take, you know, my first session with her. I was like, I just have so much in my brain and it yeah. hurts sometimes. And I just want to put it somewhere else besides in my own head. And you and I are able to talk certain things out. But then there's just like, I need someone who's actually in my business with me or who is working towards a very similar goal. So like my friend Carrie, like yeah. we both know Carrie. Yeah. Meeting up with her every two weeks. We've been doing that for the last couple of months just to be like, am I crazy? And then being right. like, okay, I'm not crazy. Okay, you're thinking this way too? Cool. All right. I feel a little more sane. I feel like a little, I feel heard. And I feel like I've gotten some good ideas because someone was thinking along the same lines as me. And that's just, that's so necessary. Yeah. When you're working for yourself. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a mastermind, though. It doesn't have to be a mastermind. But the one thing I do like about masterminds is they're regularly scheduled. So if you don't feel like showing up, but you kind of should, uh-huh. you do anyway. So it just depends on the kind of group of people. Like, I, I was in a mastermind, again, with Carrie for, like, yeah. almost two years. And then when it was time to leave, it was time to leave and it didn't work anymore. I never did. Early on, I never did masterminds. Yeah. And I still never, because I never found one that, like... Oh, okay. This feels right. Sure. I never I, was, I never felt like I could be honest. Right. I always felt like I had to come with advice or like come with like a very strategic ask or something. Yeah, you have to find someone who like I, I think the peer... little, I need someone to vent to basically. Right. And you like venting. I need I also need tough talk. I need somebody to like do Suck that it up. yeah east coast like stop being a little bitch pussy and fucking, and fucking do it. <laughs> which I can't do for you, which no. is and for me I need like validation and yeah i need none of that right and so like, oh, sometimes we don't actually we're not actually a good fit for each other no. when it comes to like emotional support because i'm like <laughs> i need someone tough. to be like tell me it's gonna be all okay yeah. and like you're doing a good job and st- don't beat yourself up and like you're like i need someone to be like suck it up bro yeah, i need someone to like literally light a fire under my ball sack right <laughs> slap you in the face or no i knew you know what i need i need somebody to go oh cool you you did a course oh that's so nice <laughs> that's so good oh you're just like everybody else now what are you gonna do you fruit oh, <laughs> very very idiot oh jesus i'm bad so I but mean, I, i'm just trying to think i'm trying to embody like a east coaster like hey what are you doing hey yeah hey you oh you fucking did a course great now what yeah it's like yeah you're right now what right yeah i want to yeah i gotta keep going so yeah i think it's about finding those people and then for me too i'm like i just need like girlfriends you know we just need to like dish with each other <laughs> girl talk yeah just like cosmos and just like you know like talk the magazine about, oh, like the drink like sex in the city i was trying uh, to make a joke i'm samantha i'm samantha um uh yeah i think just finding those people right like yeah. it's it's to me they've been lifelines when i even if they don't give me the answer yeah. right exactly they don't give me the answer but at least i have a space to go where i'm just like Oh God. Okay. I know this is hard. I just need to say it to somebody and someone else knows what I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah. How do so, you feel? Uh, I feel like I could probably talk for like another hour. Well, we don't have that kind of time. Oh here. shit. Okay. Never mind. <laughs> Seriously though, you feel that like that was I think we can I think we should do that again. 
Yeah. You mean re-record this whole episode? <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> no. Terrible. We got to start over. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you and I could talk for hours. We yeah, do that we anyway. literally talk for hours. Uh-huh. So I'll probably... Can or four I come years. back on the podcast sometime? Sure. <laughs> come on. Don't say it like that. You oh, know I you mean, need sure. me. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, you're my, uh, my baseline, my default. Oh, thanks. I know. I was, there was no nice way to say that. Yeah. There was no, I was going to say, like, you're my backup. Which is not, <laughs> Shit. I'm like, backup, baseline, default. With, no, they're all terrible. But basically, if there's no one who can come on the show. Oh, my God. You're here, babe. Yeah. You're right here. Well, I'll, I'll be here to talk about the emotional side of entrepreneurship, Ugh, which is important and I think should be represented. <laughs> yeah. And right. I'm going to, I'll be that voice. All right. And yeah. you'll get me to be, to open up my feelings. Yeah. I'm so good at that. And will you buy me a new chair? Oh, God, please stop squeaking. For everyone listening, stop. Just just don't. All right. Um, all right, so that's it. Yeah, cool. that was good. All we right. did it. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Uh, so real quick, I want to thank Tom Martin, who sent in that email. And if you, you know, I, I thought it was great. He's a FAQtube.tv. Um, so thank you for that suggestion. And I want to thank my buddy Alex Eaton for my new middle name. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you want more middle names, right? People I want should more send in, Yeah. And send in questions, too, because that was nice to have a question yeah, for it was, us to, like, to go riff off, off of. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thank you, Steph. Me? Yeah. Oh, thanks. thanks. I love you. I love you, too. <laughs> uh, so if you have any questions or topics you'd like um, us to discuss on this show, email me at matt at moneylab.co. It's C-O. There's no M. I can't get the .com because some guy wants 70K for it. <laughs> uh, also, feel free to send me a new middle name suggestion. I'm open to trying new ones out. So uh, anything. Nothing is off limits. Oh, that's nothing a challenge. Nothing is off limits. I may, I may rewrite. I rewrote Alex's because Alex's was like the Matrix of Revolution was the best of the three. And I thought that was a little long. So mm-hmm. I shortened it to Revolutions is the best Matrix. Got it. Okay. So you know what I mean? Like just took... You have it's editorial creative, liberty. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Okay. That's Same fair. joke's still there. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, you know, keep it short and nothing's, nothing's off, off limits. limits. Uh, if you like this show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you normally listen to podcasts. It's on uh, Stitcher, it's on player.fm. I'm sure at some point I'll get it on Spotify. I don't know where else podcasts are listened to. I, I use the Apple Podcasts app. so People will find it. Um, and if you really like this show, please leave us a review. And I say us because there's always going to be two people. But I'll say leave me or leave the show a review. Yeah. Uh, because apparently that helps us find uh, more people to like the show and attracts more sponsors, which will make me more money. And we will continue to publish new episodes every single week. And when Matt makes more money, I get happier. Selfishly. Okay. And of course, uh, bonus points for funny reviews. Because when have you ever seen like a business podcast with a bunch of like bullshit funny reviews? Yeah, that that's be, really funny. Right? Like the, the, Not, banana, the banana slicer on Amazon? Yeah, like yeah. that. Just a bunch of funny reviews. That would be great. And uh, speaking of reviews, I got one from my buddy Omar. Omar Zenholm of a $100 NBA show or the $100 NBA show. Uh, it's funny because I... I I, I reached out to him and he ended up leaving a, a review like right then and there. And I was like, oh, I, that wasn't why I was reaching out to you. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to write a review. I actually was looking 
for I was like I, I don't I was in iTunes and I think I searched Money Lab and I was going through like all of the because I wanted to see where I rank all the time. So I I was going through all the like and I see this podcast and I'm like, oh my god, like this guy I don't I don't know his name I don't I didn't write it down or anything and not whatever. He fucking carbon copied Omar's thumbnail thumbnail oh, like his no. podcast oh that's to the point where he didn't even he didn't even try to hide it like omar has like if you look at omar's shoulder it says like with omar Zenhome, like kind of like curving his name kind of curving off his shoulder this guy did the exact same thing oh, no it's got the red border the, the oh yeah so I, that's was, a bad yeah, feeling it was, yeah, it was really gross and i email i i google talked him what is it called that is called google talk google talk yeah like the oh google gchat chat, gchat yeah. whatever I just was like, yo, <laughs> like, I was like, I just found this. I like this guy. And I said, this guy didn't even try not to copy you. Yeah. Uh, and then he asked me what I was up to. And I said, I was actually working on the podcast. And he was like, and he was like, I left a review. And I was like, oh, shit. So I'm going to read it. Uh, he wrote, Money Lab is one of those rare business podcasts that strikes the perfect balance between informative and fun. Matt is Jibanisi. Is <laughs> I copied and pasted it. Matt Jibanisi is a natural on the mic with his candor and wit. Episode one has got me hooked and hungry for more. Subscribe for sure. Dang. He's a poet and he didn't even know he was one. Thanks, Omar. Thank you. Uh, finally, visit moneylab.co to follow my experiments and challenges trying to make money on this Online internet space. This worldwide web. This worldwide web, this information superhighway. Tubes. And this series of tubes. And subscribe to get email updates and announcements from me again, moneylab.co. So um, thank you, honey. <laughs> You're welcome, sweetie cakes. Okay. I've never called you that before. Nope. <laughs> this podcast is the first for everything. So thanks again for listening. That's it. Bang!